On this Aviation Special, we take a look at Twitter, the social media platform, and ask the question, is it worth paying a subscription? All that and more next on this Aviation Special. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is an Aviation special. The value of Twitter. This is an Aviation special. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. Uh, this is about Twitter. And it, it started, honestly, it started on a Twitter conversation, which I know <laughs> shocks you. Um, let's let's go around the horn here and I'll explain what we're doing. First and foremost, uh, my buddy and pal Kim Lancaster from Caster Communications. Welcome, ma'am. Hi, how are you? I am doing well. Uh, Mr. Craig McCormick from Commercial Integrator. Welcome, sir. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Chris Netto, uh, the guy that I learned social media from, which explains how what uh, how bad I am at it. Mr. Chris Netto, how are you, sir? I'm super. Thanks for asking. Awesome. Uh, my social media person uh, is Kim, uh, is not Kim, uh, is, is Kelly Perkins. Well, yeah, uh, sort of uh, welcome, yeah, you could, you could, but you know, that would be weird. Uh, Kelly, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? I am well. Uh, my fabulous marketing uh, uh, company is uh, Lindsay Martin Bilberry from Nifty, and she is here as well. Welcome, ma'am. Hello, hello. Uh, and if you're watching the video and not listening to this, uh, you won't see Dennis Berger, but we're going to grab him uh, in. So <laughs> welcome, sir. Oh, thank you for having me back. I'm surprised. <laughs> well, yeah. I, well, last I time, let's face it. Last time, I was a little bit of a, a of a uh, doom harbinger. So I, I thought I would yeah, never. And be I think you're going to be this time too. But that's okay. Yeah, that's that's kind of why we we have you on. <laughs> um, so this, like I said, it, it started as a, as a Twitter conversation uh, on Twitter. Uh, real quickly, we'll, we'll, the link we'll put up is is from CNN. But you could just Google Jack Dorsey is going to start charging for Twitter. Uh, he told analysts. Uh, last week, uh, you will likely see some tests this year of various approaches of a subscription model for Twitter. Now, a couple of, of distinctions here. They kind of already have one, um, not for the users like we're talking about here to pay to access it and post it, but on the back end, you can pay for the API access uh, to develop apps, to develop uh, different strategies. Uh, so that's, that is a revenue model for them. What he was talking about was not that, it was for paying to get access to Twitter and to post. Uh, Kim uh, actually asked uh, Mr. McCormick whether or not that would make sense. Whether you know if 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 it's that to the point where Twitter is so important. So I gathered all of the smart people that I know that help other people do social and and do social themselves. So Kim, first question goes to you, uh, and I think it's the only question. And you know we'll have kind of walk, walk around this, but is. Is Twitter worth paying for? And if so, what's, what is that level there? So my perspective is I would pay for Twitter. I would, I would recommend a client pay for Twitter. And the, my reasoning for me, both personally and professionally, is there's two things I do when I get up in the morning. I brush my teeth and I check Twitter. And then I have coffee. And it's, you know, I get my summary of my news of the day, whether it's across industry, whether it's across state, you know, what's happening locally, regionally to me. Um, I, right now I can clearly get my COVID news. Um, I can get politics. It, 
and I don't have to read everything, right? There's a point in the morning where I just kind of want the headlines, the perspectives, the opinions, people are just dropping stuff quickly and I'm going through. <clears throat> I use it as a, as a valuable tool for information. And I will also say because of the way I curate the people I follow, the lists I use, I'm using sources of value to me, right? So I'm not, oh, I'm in fake news or I'm you know, down a hole I don't wanna go. I mean, don't get me wrong, I get there too. But from the, the start of it, it's there's subscriptions I pay for. Um, I would say it's no different than saying I have a New York Times subscription or you know, I have a um, subscription to New England Home Magazine. There's some places where I'm gonna pay to get information and yeah, I mean, I have, clearly, I have almost all the social platforms. I have text, I have chat, um, but I can't get it all there. And yeah. so for me, that is would be the argument for Twitter, whether that's me personally, me as a company, or as a client. So it's, it's, a, it's a very valuable tool right now. Craig, that's a really good perspective. I, I, didn't, I didn't even think about the, the whole, I have a subscription to the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times. Is Kim right on this, whether it's it's looking at it from a PR's perspective or, or just, you know, your own personal consumption? I, I think Kim is absolutely right on everything she said. She hit on a lot of points I was I was going to touch on as well. So um, it's it's the first place I go in the morning, too. And, you know, kind of seeing what I missed overnight, I, I hate to miss things. And I, I don't understand how people have their Twitter timeline sorted by the top tweets rather than the most recent tweets. I, I, I sort it that way to make sure that I don't miss something, you know, it, when I'm sleeping or, or whatever. And, and certainly, you know, getting a, a roundup of, of news from all different places and not always, you know, very important news. It can be, you know, entertainment sort of stuff or just wacky sort of you know weird, weird sort of things that you know that that's kind of the way i have my my feed set up it's it's not just all you know breaking news information it's you know it, it's entertainment as well so it's 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 definitely a good place for uh, you know for sharing news sharing information and and also uh you know finding it as well I, you know i i post just about every story i write for commercial integrator on twitter and and i think that's the best way to to get it out as well it, and it, it's also a great way to interact with with people in the industry. It's it's the way I've met a lot of people. You know, kind of had had first uh, meetings with with people, and obviously meet them in person later. But it kind of meeting new people and finding out what they think is interesting. I I, I also think is is a valuable uh, piece of Twitter as well. I want to point out here. I, I know this because I've I've known Craig for well, good lord, nine years now. Um, you you were not a uh, what I would call an early adopter to Twitter. You you kind of got pulled uh, kicking and screaming because of joining you know commercial integrator and writing for them. Yep. Yeah. When when I started a commercial integrator, um, my editor at the time, Tom LeBlanc, you know, he came to me and said, "I want you to start a, a Twitter account and you know kind of start sharing your stories and things like that." I didn't know what Twitter was honestly. I I had no idea what it was at the time. I've certainly uh, come come to learn what it was and 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 certainly uh, value uh, everything about it. I, I think it's I think it's great. Um, it, the, I I tweeted or retweeted more than three hundred thousand times. So oh, so yeah, I, I, I think I kind of kind of have that concerning <laughs> kind of have the hang of it at this point. Yes, I I I don't, I don't think I'm anywhere near that, and I don't know that I want to be. Yeah. So uh, somebody who who makes me uh, there is is Kelly Perkins, and uh, as I mentioned, she's our social media.
person here at Aviation, but she also does it for other people. And, and she was one of the first people I met, like Craig, uh, online. Um, Kelly, is this something that, that makes sense for folks going forward, whether it's in, in the in the AV industry or, or someplace else? Well, I think in the capacity that that it is right now, like Kim and Craig said, you know, you get a lot of value out of it. My question would be, well, I have a lot of questions regarding it, but, you know, is are they going to charge based on individuals? Are they going to charge differently based on companies? And if that's the case, I just, I could see a lot of the companies that I work with going, I'm not going to do it. You know, that's just another thing to pay for. Um, you know, and I have a lot of individuals, um, since we started talking to, since you emailed me about this podcast, I've asked a lot of people just around as individuals, would you pay for it? And they're like, no, <laughs> you know, and it, it, whether they should or shouldn't is doesn't, you know, is neither here nor there, but does the value go down if, if nobody's using it or if only a certain amount of people are using it, you know, yeah. because yeah, we do get a lot of our news from there. And I have a subscription now to the Dallas paper and still the Minneapolis paper and stuff, which I pay for monthly, but would I pay for Twitter to get news that I can get anywhere else? You know, so it's just kind of, it just, there's too many questions at this point to, to really say, would I do it or not do it? But, you know, in its current capacity, I think it's extremely valuable. That's yeah. kind of where I stand. I would just be curious to see how they're going to do it and how they're going to charge. And, and if, again, if it's per company, if it's per organization, if it's per individual. Yeah, it, it, and it, they it, haven't gone down that path, right? This no. is all just for them. It's been a, it was a hypothetical throwout because advertising dollars were down and well, they're, they're testing the waters, they're right? They're kind of testing the waters, see what the response would be. But I think anybody <laughs> who is probably saying that they wouldn't pay for it would fall into the fear of missing out category really quickly. And that need to comment, that need to exchange I, I would even say within the industry right don't even take it outside of the industry for a moment like think about the people and the conversations that you have on that level that start on on twitter and maybe they end up somewhere else um i mean we were talking earlier just quickly about ces cancellation yesterday how many people saw it there first before they saw it elsewhere yeah i think you know i probably shared it within 55 seconds of getting the news and you know it was i had probably, I don't know, more than a thousand views of it within an hour of it going out. So, you know, and conversations happened on LinkedIn for sure. Um, they didn't happen on Facebook. So not on my Facebook. No. Yeah, I, I can't count the number of story ideas that I've gotten from Twitter, just from, you know, things that, that people have said or, you know, links that people have shared, just uh, they, they turn into stories that, you know, that, that I'll do follow up interviews on based on, you know, something that, that someone has posted on Twitter all, all the time. Well, but I wonder, too, it's, oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, and I think, you know, especially right now when we're all stuck at home, <laughs> you know, just to have a conversation with somebody, you know, Twitter's such a good outlet for that. And, you know, I check it constantly throughout the day, but um, I think it'll just be the people, the people that are very active on it now, I think would pay for it. And the people that aren't active on it, you know, it's the way it is it now. It depends on how they curate it. Like this is what happens when, like when Facebook and Instagram started really monetizing it and taking away some of that organic reach. And Twitter slowly started doing that with the algorithm. And, <clears throat> you know, from a professional perspective, my marketing clients, we always say Twitter's 50-50. Like it just depends on who you're selling to. The mm -hmm. AV world, you all are incredibly connected. 
on Twitter. Like that's a massive communication channel for you. We have other clients, healthcare in particular, finance, insurance. They don't go into Twitter because it's a scary world that you can't control very well. And it, you know, it's, it's not as powerful, nor is it as valuable. It is for person-to-person conversations to a certain extent, but there's so many other communication opportunities for them. Personally, I use it basically to mock Tim for his pictures that Chris Nito puts out there to talk to one of my favorite editors from smart meetings and to use hashtags for events. Like I can see paying for it for an event for the hashtag because so many of the aggregation services for the social walls, for that digital interaction are baked in around it. But as 2020 has demonstrated, I think that the market would provide other opportunities if Twitter made it insurmountable. So I I don't know. I, I feel like though there is value, them choking it from a revenue perspective is going to take away some of those great organic conversations that are going to limit it to just brands that want to invest in sponsored posts. And I could care less about that sometimes. It, and then they See, I would say that, that subscriptions potentially free up their option of less advertising. Right, so because that advertising aspect, if the if there were enough subscriptions, it could potentially replace up the advertising side. That oh, said, I am not a person who has ever recommended advertising on Twitter to any of my clients. That I've we wanted. use it for news share, right? So it's yeah. organic only news share conversations around the news share, and and reaching out to influencers, editors. Um, reporters, writers, freelancers, it's where they convene. And so as long as they were still there, that value would still be there. I mean, there's four people on this call right here who fall into editor, influencer, writer uh, in our industry, all of whom would probably stay on Twitter. Maybe not. Dennis won't. He hasn't spoken up yet. So. We'll, we'll, we'll get Dennis because we need a contrary in here. Um, that, that, I love Dennis. If you don't know Dennis Berger, you need to go Google him and, and read his stuff. But Just Dennis, seriously, on Twitter. Yeah. on Twitter. Don't follow him on Twitter. Um, is it worth it to you? I mean, Kim makes a good point about this is where the influencers are. Um, I'm going to rope Chris here in a second because I would, I would categorize him there. Sometimes he won't, um, but I would. Um, is it worth it to you? But professionally or personally? You know, here's the interesting thing. This conversation so far has done something that Twitter can't, in my opinion, which is uh, opened up my horizons, given me new perspectives, and made me think about things. (laughs) I used to be the type of person who was like Kim. Every morning, the first thing I would do, I I would look at Twitter. I would scroll. what What are the top things? What are the headlines and everything? And I just realized that there was a cost to that. There's a level of toxicity that exists on Twitter out of proportion with the rest of social media. And since I have, since I realized that, and since I realized that this platform was affecting me in a negative way, I have scaled back so far. There are maybe 15 people now whose tweets I get as text messages on my phone, which funny, the original intention of Twitter. And other than that, the only time I actually go to Twitter.com, I've deleted the, the app off my phone. The only time I go to Twitter.com, interestingly enough, is to look at the AV tweets hashtag. That's it. Other than that, I get, I, I, the, the whole thing that roped me into this conversation is I got a text message. Oh, Kim tweeted. Oh, it's about Twitter. 
and I replied to it as a text message. And, uh, and I am so much happier now that this garbage platform is out of my life because there is, there's no capacity for nuance. There, there is no capacity to actually have a conversation with anyone. And my response to this was, if Twitter is going to start charging subscriptions, good, because it will finally kill this dumpster fire. So that's kind of my take. <laughs> I, I so Sorry. appreciate you, Dennis. I really Garbage do. platform. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Mr. Netto, you haven't really chimed in here. Um, Chris and I uh, met, oddly enough, on Twitter. Like, actually, I think all of you on Twitter um, originally. Um, but Chris actually, you know, uh, used social media, good Lord, 10 years ago now, to pivot when it, one job was ending and, another, and, and he could see it coming like a giant, you know, freight train. And so he used social media to get the next one and the next one and the next one. So, Chris, um, as someone who not only started a Sunday morning conversation called Aving the AM, but has been shut down by Twitter a number of times, I've watched it because they thought he was a bot, he was tweeting so much. Hmm. Is it worth it? Damn, Skippy, it is. <laughs> it is, without a doubt. I would pay for it if there was any question in the audience. Uh, yes, I would pay for it. I would also pay for it, hoping that other people wouldn't and get off the yeah. platform. Trolls. Scoot, yep. it's time to get out from underneath the bridge. Interesting. Time to move along. Uh, that's great. That's it. That's ninety percent of probably what is is irking Dennis is the level of of trollness that happens or troll, I guess it's, things. Yeah, that's ninety eight percent of it. Yeah, yeah ninety eight percent of it. Listen, I, I I jumped into this unassuming where it was going to take me. Right. Um. You know, I have two teenagers at home that believe that I should not be doing what I do online, uh, that I have no business on YouTube or Twitter. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to hear that Craig is finally making it onto TikTok. I'm waiting for those first couple of videos, dude. That's what? Yeah. You have, you've never seen me dance if you think I'm going on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> but I have seen your hair in real life uh, and, and, and in, in early life, uh, that infamous picture of you with the big mushroom cloud in your head. That's, awesome. That is true. So that was I did not know this. And I can only joke with Craig about that because I would not know this if it wasn't for Twitter. Okay. Sure. All jokes aside, right? There's there's the fun side of Twitter that I'm participating in. Obviously, Tim, you've been running through famous movies most of the week or, or in the last 24 hours, thanks to yeah. Twitter being fun. But on a serious side, you know, uh, 2010 through 2012, Twitter was a key part of the Arab Spring and the whole Egyptian revolution. Yeah. People forget that. Right? Where are you going to get that information? Where were you going to get that type of non-filtered media coming straight from the source? And right now, even currently, what we're going through as, as, as America ter tears itself apart from the inside, the, the most poignant uh, information that you're getting is coming off of people's cell phones and, and reactions and live views. I think that live video and, and the whole periscope and, and and instagram lives and stuff like that i think that's the way it's going to be and as, as you can see as we're locked down reporters are getting out there and it's funny because and 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 i joked with craig that you know craig is the traditional classically trained journalist who went to journalism school understands how to you know he's the guy who's going to make fun of me for you know not putting an apostrophe in in, in your or spelling it wrong meanwhile i'm i'm trying to get it into 280 characters i i get that craig but as as craig being a, a traditionally you know a, a 
skilled journalist. I don't see myself as a journalist. And, and Tim, we've had this discussion when we first started, you know, playing around with social media and that's how we met. You know, I, I got my first break on a podcast through you. I got my first writing, you know, ability, capability because I wrote a, a post on LinkedIn telling people that I've left my job at a pharmaceutical, which got me into writing. Writing got me into Twitter because I needed a place to connect with the users. Right. It, and I wasn't thinking that Twitter was going to be a place to live for me digitally for the last 10 years, but it happened and I'm okay with it. But I've also had to sacrifice that. I sacrifice Sundays now, Sunday mornings. I don't do nothing but drive a conversation that gets 22 million impressions a month or 25 million impressions a month from a lot of hardcore. And I'll tell you, that's what it is above and beyond what AV tweets do on a weekly basis and where you get all the conversations, the hardcore side of AV is happening on Sundays because those are people that are either up in Europe waiting for this thing to come in and start at eight o'clock in the morning on the US side. And I got people from the West Coast joining in at eight o'clock in the morning. So is Twitter dead? No, I've heard some social media pundits, even some within the AV business kind of saying, hey, Twitter's kind of past its prime. I will argue that it's not, uh, and I will challenge anybody to go out and find a better broadcast tool. If you think that that is going to be in LinkedIn, you're wrong. LinkedIn is great for what it is. It is a professional place and where I anchor my profile because everything I do on social is based around my career. I'm not on social for any other reason. Yes, I have connected with celebrities online and I do have DMs with those people, right? My big my big thing on, in December was I walked away with Gary Vaynerchuk following me. That, I, I sent that message to Tim as soon as that happened. I'm like, what did I do to deserve that? But even somebody like Gary Vaynerchuk, who is a early Twitter adopter, who has come and gone and moved across all the platforms, has been pitching the Snapchats and the TikTok, he always comes back to Twitter. And why? So, yes, let's pay for it. I will pay for it. If you don't want to pay for it, that's fine. That's your point. I, I have to admit, uh, one one of my one of my proudest days in my career is when Nolan Bushnell followed me on Twitter. I, I have wow. to concede that. But <laughs> you know what? He's not one of the people whose tweets I get as text messages. So maybe maybe that's uh, my, mine was when Kent followed me, and then I'm not kidding. Uh -huh. I, I seriously, um, Lindsay, <laughs> let's wrap this whole thing up. What is this? What does this really look like for going forward? It is, and, and I, I can see in my head a varying degrees right if you want just a basic a, a basic timeline right then you got it for free right and if you want to start doing you know filtering through hashtags and maybe that's that's how it looks like but what does this go mean uh for us as people that that depend on social media as a whole right and twitter is part of that but twitter specifically to communicate but also to you know get ideas from and and, and connect with folks I mean, I think there's three big questions they have to answer, right? One, Chris brings up an excellent point about people like him who, like 22 million impressions is massive. Like any brand would be delighted, shocked, fantastic to, to have not only cultivated that kind of following, but to consistently have it month after month. Absolutely, those types of people, whether they're an individual brand or a, an actual B2B brand are going to play it. I don't know that the individual will, you know, even though Kim says she's got that New York Times, so that's the second question they're gonna have to answer. What's the brand question? That's one. How are we gonna do it? How are we gonna structure that? Cause like that's the bread and butter of the dollars. The second one's the individual user. People like me 
that aren't quite as dedicated as Kim who use it for dinosaur memes and like Netflix curation threads. That's not a place where I'm finding hard news, but I am a casual user. Like, how are you going to keep me interested? How are you going to keep me excited? How are you going to keep me invested so that someday you can actually measure it up? And then the third one is, how are they actually going to keep the trolls off? Because even if you pay for it, you're, they're basically running a membership site. That's what happens when you turn it into a monthly or an annually recurring program and you take advertising out of the mix. You have to have a community management like plan. Twitter's not really shown itself from the way they launched their IPO all the way through the way they've been managing censorship and every other interaction with users that they have really good organized plans. So what's the brand question? What's the individual user? And how are they going to manage the communities once they get on there? Are there a lot more rules we're all about to be introduced to? How does that kind of figure together? And how do we figure out the nuances between each one of those places? I think is where my place ultimately lies before I could advise clients on continuing to invest in that kind of use for their, their dollars that are limited at this point. I think one of the parts, though, that I'll note, I know, Tim, that you want to wrap up, but oh, one of the things that I think is really important that I think people forget about Twitter is you're in charge, right? You can curate what you see, what you read, who you listen to, when you do that, who you engage with, who you want to block. So if you use lists smart, responsibly, you can see and engage with who you want to and you can keep it into those circles. So if you don't, if, if politics is your hot button, Dennis, um, <laughs> and that infuriates you and that sends you down a really dark negative path, then the way to use something like Twitter, if you want the good parts, is to take that out. And, you know, I have over the years slowly said, okay, these are the people that I will listen to, this is what I'll hear. But I am also a person who will keep the opposite opinion in my line and in my in my thoughts because i don't want to say oh i'm only going to hear this and so i choose to engage on different sides and you know yes the bots i love i'm i, I love reporting a fake account like it's like the highlight of my day sometimes so I think that the part that we can do individually or we can do as consultants and to clients is also educate them on that, right? I, I am amazed when a client says, can you just audit my platforms? And I'm like, why are you following a swimsuit website? Like, it makes no sense, right? And they're just somebody at some point like followed somebody or maybe that person worked at a different company and then they changed jobs and now they're in some random job that has nothing to do with it. But that person tweets a lot or that person posts on Instagram a lot and their pictures are constantly in there. And you're like, this doesn't make sense as a company. So there's a responsibility, whether you're a person, whether you're a company brand, whether you're a manager of these to, to spend the time doing that. And I think a lot of people don't, right? I think that a lot of people just do it blindly and that in itself or they follow what they want to follow, or they choose to get into the arguments and, you know. You know, for me though, it's not that, it's not so much that there are hot button topics like politics, and it's not that I mind uh, dissenting opinions. It's just, to give you one really nerdy example, my favorite TV show is Critical Role. Huge fan, um, and I love the Critter community. That's what the people who love the show are called. 
you go to Reddit, Critter Community is amazing, loving, warm, welcoming. You go to Facebook, same. You go to Twitter, it is a mosh pit with blunt axes. It is a bloodbath. And it, it's, it's just like, how is it that this community that is made up of such warm and loving people. I mean, the motto of the show is don't forget to love each other. And you go to all of these other platforms and it's just the most beautiful conversations you've ever had. And you go to Twitter and it is, you know, oh my God, I am, I'm scarred from what I just read. And I, I think, I think Twitter encourages that just because of, and you know, it may boil down to the, 280 character limit or whatever there's no room for nuance there's no room for real discussion and i i it's again dissent all you want disagree with me all you want i just find it really difficult to do on twitter so 280 characters are limiting but remember uh maybe a year or two ago we only had 140 to say what we need to say and it is tough especially when you start throwing throwing hashtags and you know i've seen a lot of different people come come and go out of twitter uh, there's people that have been on there just solely with the purpose of trying to create a, a hashtag. I've been I've been fortunate in that I've created a couple hashtags that that AV people have accepted and said, you know what, we're going to continue doing it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's weird because what I've done in that has also created haters. So I deal with that, oh, yeah. and I'm nobody, right? I I mm, I, I have nobody. My, well, and Gary okay. follows you. You're obviously very. I was gonna say, you're a big deal. It, I'm not a big deal in, a big, in, in, in big our deal. circle. Okay, right now in here, thanks. Call me a big deal. That's cool amongst my peers, but I'm not. Right? I've 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 read the books and I've seen how people have gone stratosphere level uh, out of control. That's not going to happen in in my world, and it's not going to happen in my community. All right. So I, I, I understand. I have a responsibility. I've had people who have DM me. How do you, can you help me? How can I do this? And how do I do it right? And I've done that for people kind of behind the scenes, right? And help people. Then I've had people who have come at me with, with, with BS to, for, for lack of a better term, uh, where they, and that's not what I wanted to say, but I, I censored myself. because I was about to say, I can think of a better term. Yes. <laughs> this, is, this is a family show that Tim runs here. So Just go over, give, give Mitchell something to do. You know, he's, <laughs> I would love to, I would love to drop an F-bomb or something where you guys can, can bleep it out and you do some unnecessary censoring, dude. I, I would absolutely love that when I'm talking. That'd be great. I love that. that that's Jim a different Mueller. point. It was a long time ago when we did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and people take it the wrong way. But no, here the thing is, you know, there's there's with the good comes the bad. Now we're all talking about paying for things. Yes, the first thing that came on from my mind is trolls. I would absolutely love to lose, you know, people that have given me heartache because they just don't understand how I do what I do and why I do what I do. And of all the people that are on here, I'm probably the one who needs an AA type clinic to, you know, get off of social because I'm not just on Twitter. And I realized early on that Twitter is not the only platform I need to be. So I've been curating slowly but surely my other platforms, right? And the one I don't do is Facebook because I don't care what my aunt is doing at this moment. And she's Uh documenting everything that that is going on. And and, and, and it's funny because you're talking about, Dennis, and I don't mean to pick on you on this, but you're talking about Reddit. 
being loving and warming. What is Facebook? But nothing. It's one of Dante's seven circles of hell. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. Well, my son's named Dante, so I, I I will go to the worst of the worst when when it comes to picturing the worst imaginable thing. And to me, it's Facebook. I think uh, Facebook is nothing more than a cesspool as well. But that is besides the point. That's because me personally and what I use, would use Facebook for, which by the way, I do have an account. Just don't friend me because I don't accept anything or anybody. I do it. For no, business. he doesn't. Right. It sits there. I'm okay. sorry. But here's the thing that I want. If I'm going to pay for Twitter, it will, and I'm going to reveal what I do. And I know that's not good business for me, but I'm going to reveal what I do. First off, it's going to help me because I pay for other subscription sites to help me with Twitter. So if I pay for Twitter and it gives me what I'm looking for that I don't need analytics to come from a third party. Yes. Great. Because analytics, and I'm not somebody who will tell you that, you know what, um, by popular vote, I need to tweet more pictures of Tim running through movies because analytics are showing that. I get that from hearts and likes and that's kind of cool. But Non-vanity metrics. Yeah, vanity metrics is cool. People think it's funny. I'll continue doing it, man. But I do go to other sites that help me with analytics because when you're running a chat, when you're running, um, you know, business on Twitter, like I said, everything is based on what I'm doing. I look to third-party people or to third-party in, in, integration into Twitter to give me those analytics. If if AV in the AM is not successful. Um, I will tweak it based on what the numbers are. Every week at the end of the night, day on Sunday, I look at where my Twitter analytics are. I can go into Twitter to do that. And I can tell you how many likes, how many retweets, and how many people actually went through each of my questions. I can tell you for one that the first question that I post on AV and the AM is always the most popular. Analytics are telling me that. So if I have a very important question, I move it to the first one because the fifth question doesn't get as much play. When I add a bonus, people lose their minds because it's not the five. Yeah, I chose a five. Analytics tells me this. If I can get rid of that, that'll be great. If I can get rid of the site that I, tells me where people are from, I'm very interested in where my demographics are coming from. Yeah. Why? Because I don't appeal to the, the young crowd. I don't appeal to a certain older crowd i'm kind of stuck in gen x is where i am right my humor my music and anything that i put in that is who i am is going to go down that road i had a comment on an av happy hour that i ran chris what is with you and beastie boys well guess what i grew up with beastie boys and i oh, haven't yeah. watched them I, I i watched the documentary and i and i and i learned something new my new thing now for learning how to do social media is to step outside of social media and see what people are doing outside that accidentally stepped into it and have done well, right? So between that and learning a new skill, I always have to be evolving and changing. If I was, if I was Tim Albright, blue shirts work for Tim. Tim works with a blue shirt. For me, that's that that's that's Tim. That's and the colored shirt. So I that. To, yeah, well, that's a video thing. Now, if you want to continue, you know, uh, making up or building your personal brand, which is another part of of Twitter for me. I have to start changing and identifying things that will connect people to me, right? And I'm also somebody who has absolutely no guard and anybody can come in through my DMs and I will answer whatever. Now, I've done that. If I pay for it, this is what I want. I want better analytics. I want my blue check mark so I don't get booted on Sundays, right? Right now, the blue check mark would guarantee that I don't get booted 
and that I'm not considered a bot and that I'm authentic. As soon as you have that blue check mark, other things change. I'm also, you know, the thing with Twitter is that it's very, um, it's not, nothing is actually written in rules, right? I'm very close to 10,000 followers on Twitter. When I hit that number anywhere else, gates open. The Pandora's box opens and there's an unlocking of things when you hit 10,000. On YouTube, once you have 1,000 subscribers, things change. Mm -hmm. If you go look for the Twitter rule book, that is mysterious. If, you, if I'm going to pay for it, you take the mystery out. That's the one thing I need to know. Do I need 10,000, 20,000, 30, whatever the number is. Nevertheless, let me know what I need. Uh, there also has to be better access towards the API because if I want to create and do my own um, my own version or analytics, uh, that would be great. Analytics is something that I that honestly I look at and that's how I follow what I've done that's been good or bad. And right now I do use the, the Twitter analytics. It's good, but it is a, you know, for dummies book right now and it doesn't give me the you know, the meat and potatoes that I'm looking for to, to really sink in my teeth, you know, sink my teeth into something that's going to allow me to build off of that. Because, and I've told Tim, I, I don't work with a plan. He, he knows I relish in chaos. I don't understand things, right? And uh, I don't care. And, and somebody else can come up with the plan. Just tell me where you want to go and I'll get there. But I, I, I need, if I'm going to pay, there's certain things that I do want. I like how you said I work without a net, and both Kim and I would like you can see almost the cringe from the brand side that said no content plan. What? What? And and Lindsay, that should explain most of our conversations for the last four months. All right. Um, <laughs> thank you all for joining us, uh, Kim Lancaster. How, how do people get a hold of you or Caster Communications or both? Uh, you can find me on Twitter on at Newscaster and then uh, anywhere else, Kimberly, I think it's Kimberly D. Lancaster on LinkedIn and you can pretty much find me from there and Castercom will always get you to me. And also my email has not changed in 22 years. So if you don't have that really, I mean, literally every list on the planet has me on it. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it. a, it's an AOL, it's an AOL address. So uh, I don't have that one anymore. <laughs> Greg McCormick, uh, how do people get a hold of you or commercial integrator? You can find me on Twitter at Craig McCormick and commercial integrator is at com integrator. I do want to add one thing that if I pay for Twitter, I don't care about the blue check mark. I do want an edit button though. Amen, brother. Holy cow. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Berger, I don't care what you promote. How do people find you and your music? <laughs> oh, ironically, I'm on Twitter at Dennis Berger. <laughs> I would rather I would rather you find me on Home Theater Review and Cinelux though, where you can read more than two hundred and eighty characters. Yeah, so. There we go. All right, Kelly Perkins. How many people get a hold of you? Uh, Kelly P. Perkins on Twitter, LinkedIn, all the social media outlets. Um, yeah. All right. Very good. Lindsay Martin Bilberry. How do people get a hold of you or Nifty? Uh, you can find us on any of the social media channels, Twitter included, at Nifty Method, or you can find me on all of the same Twitters, except for TikTok, because well, I like Craig, can't dance, um, and I'm Lindsay the CMP. So check us out and tell us your favorite dinosaur meme. All right, very good. And Mr. Neto, how do we get a hold of you, sir? Chris underscore Neto on Twitter, Google for the rest, but I'm on Instagram, and I do some other things, and uh, the company I work for is Starin there on Twitter as well. So yep, absolutely. thank you. Absolutely. Thank we you, find you, Tim. Since uh, well, see, here's the thing. I've been telling people for nine years not to follow me, and, and for some reason, four or five thousand still do. Um, 
but go by the website. Uh, folks like Kelly and, and Lindsay and a whole bunch of other folks have helped us uh, create a brand new one. So check that out. Uh, you can check out stuff like this as well as our weekly programs, our daily programs and our monthly programs. Kelly uh, and uh, Don Mead host one on social media. So you can check that out as well. So all that and more at avianation.tv. avianation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. That's all the time we have for this Avianation special.